I just feel like I am a woman. A woman that doesn't have a long body clock like every other woman in the world and it's very difficult to be a woman. We have to go through so much and we have a very small window of our lives that we can create babies and reproduce. Whether you're on your own, whether you want to have a husband or if you're like me and right now your baby is your business. Hello, welcome back. I'm back. I'm back. Episode three. Woohoo! The Bora Podcast. I'm so happy to be here, back in your ears. And yeah, let's do this, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, subscribing, and being part of my podcast crew. Okay, we're going to come to a little seat. Maybe your two feet are placed on the earth. We're going to do a simple stretch. Open your arms lovely and wide at the palms, face right up to the sky. Close your eyes, take a big breath in. And on the breath out, try and twist your palms back to face behind you so you're rotating the arm. And on your exhale, twist the hands all the way around the opposite way. So the arms are out and you're just twisting the arms. It feels like you're rinsing out the skin. Maybe the palms are facing up. And then we rinse back the other way. Inhale. Exhale feeling that wide stretch across the chest, across the shoulders, the arms. One more little twist and rinse, palms facing backwards. Inhale and exhale back. Okay, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out. All right, you know I have to start with a little stretch. So you're very welcome. I am Maura again. <laughs> yoga with Maura Dai is my online platform, my online yoga studio, and this podcast is sponsored by me. <laughs> and you get 25% off if you use the code podcast at any time, either for our online yoga studio, every day we have live classes, and or else one of our on-demand courses. We have beginners courses, we have 20-minute series, and so much more. Podcast is the code. Anyway, let's get into it. Today, I'm going to have a little chat to you about freezing my eggs, freezing my future, and what's the crack? Literally, is that a pun? What's the crack of putting your eggs in the freezer? I just want to give you all of my own experience, what I went through, my why, how, and little bits and pieces. So, this is um, an interesting topic, and who knows, I might contradict myself along the way, and I just feel like I am a woman, a woman that doesn't have a long body clock like every other woman in the world. And it's very difficult to be a woman. <laughs> we have to go through so much and we have a very small window of our lives that we can create babies and reproduce, whether you're on your own, whether you want to have a husband or if you're like me and right now your baby is your business, being an entrepreneur is my number one at the moment, along with being a dog mom, <laughs> along with being a friend, a sister, a wife and all the rest. I know in my heart that I want to be a mommy, a mom, a mommy, a mama one day and I know it'll happen, but I don't know how or when I'll be ready, or if I ever will be ready. Isn't it just so hard? Like any girls out there, some people get this calling really young and they're like, I want to be a mom. I want to do it really early. I don't have that. I know I want to be a parent. Like I love my niece. I love my nephew. I, my nieces, my nephew. I love all my friends' babies. I can't get enough of them. I'm such a little baby person and I love children. But right now I'm like so happy to be an auntie and to hand the back <laughs> and 
back to my old life. But it's hard because I'm in my early 30s, getting close to my mid 30s. And I believe in manifestation. I believe in the power of the universe. And I believe what is meant for you will happen for you. But I also really believe in science and my body clock. So that's what I'm talking about. I might contradict myself. I know from the bottom of my heart, I will be a mother. And this is what I've always put out to the universe. But sadly, I only really knew, you know, I heard about, you know, you have your kids young, da da da. But I only really knew like what actually happens, your eggs, and what actually happens, your fertility as you get older throughout the years. And I felt and I feel like I want to take control of this a little bit. So I was kind of throwing it out, you know, throwing it out, oh, I'm going to get my eggs frozen. Will I? Won't I? Oh. Then last summer, well, it was a while ago, my lovely cousin was over from Australia. She's a doctor. And I was saying, no, I might, you know, I'm not sure when I want to have kids, but I know I will be. And she's like, Maura, you're in your 30s. Freeze your eggs. All of the doctors that were training with her that are in their early 20s are doing it. Some are doing it older. She's like, if you just don't know and you feel like you want to do it one day, what's the harm? Do it. She triggered something in me. I had heard people talk about, you know, you become a geriatric mother in your late 30s, which that word, that word geriatric, I just picture myself working in a nursing home as I did years ago with geriatric uh, patients. But a geriatric mother at 35, that is bananas. That is absolutely bananas. I need to change that word because I just feel like it's really, really difficult. And you can still be a mom a mama, a mom, at such an older age, in your late 40s, you can absolutely do it. But you might have more difficulty and the chances get slimmer. So that's why I really just said, you know what, I'm going to take control. Well, actually, you know what, to be honest, I was like, I'm going to get married. And then maybe in the year after I get married, we'll start a family. And then I just still I'm obsessed with my business and obsessed with just having my own time when I'm not working my long days. And I just don't know how it would be fair on a child now because I, I want my energy to still be on my business for the near future anyway. I don't know when that'll ever end. So this has been a really difficult decision to put things on hold, even though I don't feel like I'm putting on hold because I still feel like I am 21 and I am 34. So anyway, Luckily, I have a husband that's on the same path as me. He's so supportive and he wants to be a dad one day, but he also is so happy with just being me and Punta <laughs> right now as our little family. But when we got married, so many people straight away when I got married were like, well, he's going to have a baby. Uh, oh, like these little comments, you know, are we trying all this kind of thing? And I just felt like it was just very invasive. And I'm really sorry because a lot of my close friends were like this that are having babies. And I know it's coming from a place of love. And it's just society makes us think that as soon as we're married, we're going to have a baby. And that's what I thought I should be doing as well. Maybe I should be. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, this pressure was coming at me and it was coming at my husband, not like at all at him. I asked, I was like, are you feeling? He's like, oh yeah. I was like, no. And I was probably being more hypersensitive to it as well because I really do want to be a mom. And I'm like, oh. So finally, I was like, right, let's go down this egg freezing journey. In January, I rang up a few clinics around me and there was just one that was really quick at getting back. They had a consultation within that week. And I'm someone that when I get an idea, I just want to get it done. So went in and I had a little consultation with a nurse. And the first thing she asked, you know, what's your status? I was like, I'm married. Okay, I think you should be focusing on embryos. And I think that should be your focus. And she was saying, 
this is why. And there was like a little bit of a percentage difference between freezing your eggs and your embryos. And she goes, this is a process. We'll have to get your husband to come in and do tests and his sperm. And then here, and then we create the embryos. So my egg, his sperm, creates a little embryo, throw it in the freezer. And then apparently it ups your chances if you do have fertility treatment or you do need fertility treatment down the line. So this was just a backup plan. This is just a backup plan. I'm hoping that I won't have to go down that years of fertility treatment that people really close to me have done. It's so difficult and emotional, but this is me putting an insurance policy in. I believe in the universe. I believe in science. I believe in it all, but this is just me having a backup plan. So I went home and I sat with it for a while and I was like, "Mm, okay, so this embryo thing, talked it over with my husband and Bambi is so chilled. He's like, yeah, whatever you think. And I was just like to him, I just feel like if I create embryos at you, they're not really my eggs, they're our eggs. And I know we're married and we're happily married and we'll hopefully be married forever and everything is really good. But I just feel like I am doing this because I am an independent woman and I want to take control of my fertility and my eggs. And I feel like if I was a single woman that walked into that office, she wouldn't have even mentioned embryos to me. And then I was like, maybe it's a sales pitch, you know, because there's a big difference in the price. I was like, right, I'm going to go back in and tell her, I just want my eggs frozen. So I went back in. I was like, listen, I just want my eggs frozen. And she still went at me again. Oh, you should do this, this. And I was like, no, I'll talk to the doctor. This is what I want to do. The doctor was so helpful. And he was like, listen, if you just want to put your eggs in the freezer just for you, that is absolutely fine. He gave me all the different percentages, how it works. And really, I didn't really understand. So every month, a lot of women will ovulate. Okay, not every woman ovulates every month, but most commonly you ovulate and one egg is released in ovulation for the potential to be fertilized and for you to become pregnant. And then if you don't, you get your period. Okay, basically something like that, it works. <laughs> so I was like, are we going to give me all of these stimulation drugs? And then am I going to waste all of my eggs and then be like less fertile? That was like my biggest question. So actually every month, lots of different little eggs and only one makes it. So they just die off and they don't make it. So That is one of the little myths that I taught was that this could affect your future fertility. And today's research and the science that I had and the doctors I had said, no, it wouldn't. Okay, so obviously the research just keeps getting better all the time. But at the moment, they say, no, it's all good. So anyway... Starting the process, it was a lot of testing. We had to test what my fertility was. They went in and they did different scans on my womb to see how much follicles I had. And I came back from the test that everything was average. Everything was like a normal count. I thought I was normal. I'm really regular. Not sure that really makes difference. And I just felt I was going to be normal. Okay, that's what I felt. And I didn't know, but in this time, while I was doing my own behind research, as women, we are born with all of our eggs. So you can't actually create any more eggs. They're all inside you, these little cellular follicles. And it's really interesting when you are like a four-month-old fetus, you get your eggs. So we're actually in our grandmothers. And I just think that's really cool. That's really special that like women are so connected 
okay, so you're born, you're born with all your eggs, whatever eggs you have, you can't make more. And I was a bit like, oh, we're going to use all my eggs and then I'm going to be less fertile. No. So they give you, the start of the process is your day one of your bleed, two or three days after that, this is my process. They started me on this little tablet to start the stimulation process. And then a week later, you start in these shots. So it was about 14 days of taking these special injections in your stomach or your thigh. That This is called the ovarian stimulation process. Okay. And this is a really important process. So this is helping your eggs all grow to a certain size that they're going to be healthy and be able to be extracted and you'll be able to freeze them. But you have to be really careful at this time because some people overstimulate. So during this time, you have to go in and get scans and checks. I think I had to have two or three scans before the eggs are retrieved. And this is just all normal. I just have to keep an eye on you and make sure it's all good. So when I had finally made the decision, it was kind of January. I'd done my own research on what I should be eating, what I should be doing to look after my body. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. I'm going to really just focus on eating whole foods, foods from the earth, my basically regular diet, try and cut back on processed sugar and stuff, which I love, which I try not to love. And they say not much caffeine or alcohol. Um, and, you know, I am someone that would have usually loved my wine on my Friday and Saturday night, but I've really moved away from that. Kind of this kind of kickstarted me moving away from that because I just, after research, I realized how much it can affect us just having a casual one or two wines on a Friday and a Saturday. So I really focused on looking after myself and doing all the things that I know in my toolbox that will help. So the process after all the tests and waiting for another cycle really didn't kick off till March. I wanted to get this done in January, the day I booked it, went in there and it's just a long process. So if you are thinking about it, you can't just get it done. It only takes three weeks when you actually start the whole process, but there's a lot of testing and waiting for appointments and timing and everything else. Like the timing is just really difficult. And one of my best friends, I was her bridesmaid, was getting married the Saturday of the week, my egg retrieval. And if I didn't get it done at that time, I would have had to wait another few months. So it's just the way the universe does things. Everything's at once. So really then when I started the process, I shared it with my Instagram online. Just I felt like I didn't even tell my close friends or much of my family or anything. And I just felt, you know what, I've learned so much about this. I'm just going to put it up there and share it. And if I inspire one lady to go and do it and take control of her fertility, I'm winning. So when I put it up, oh my gosh, I got loads of loads of advice. And but a lot of the advice was very negative. And people were like, you're going to feel really crap. You're going to feel like really emotional. You're going to feel really horrible on your body. You have to take time off work. You, you know, it's going to be three weeks. So all of this was coming at me. And people are coming from a beautiful place. I have a great community. But this was just everybody else's experience. And the doctor did say to me when I was asked him the questions, I was like, listen, I can't give up work. I'm running a yoga business and I need to look after it. And he was like, well, those couple of days, you, you aren't going to be able to be physical when you are getting the last bit of it, the egg retrieval. And I was like, that's fine. I can take a couple of days, but I can't take three weeks off. And he was like, Maura, everyone's body reacts differently. So everybody's body reacts differently. And I just made a decision a decision to wipe out what everybody else had told me. And I was like, Maura, you know your body. <laughs> you know a true yoga. You know your breath work. You have your tools. So these weeks, I'm going to be so kind to myself. 
I'm going to really just nurture myself. I'm going to run myself baths and just be really, really kind and do loads of yin yoga. Yin is an incredible practice and it's all about nurturing and slowing down the body and getting into that parasympathetic nervous system. And that was my focus. So for the whole couple of weeks, I was super kind to myself. Now, I mean, I cried at some TikTok videos of just random people just being happy. (laughs) I was very emotional. I definitely milked it with my husband. (laughs) I'd be like, I don't feel well. You get me a chocolate bar. (laughs) Uh, So I definitely did. Even though I was grand, I did milk it, you know, as you do sometimes. Just it's got a little bit extra attention off him. (laughs) Um, But I really did feel fine. I was doing all the practices. The best description I can say how I felt was I felt like a stuffed turkey. (laughs) Someone that had eaten a big stuffed turkey. I was so full everywhere and bloated from my face to my hips everywhere. I had a few little bruises from the injections. Didn't hurt at all. And I was still hungry. So it was like feeling really full, but you're still starving, which was a weird, weird, weird sensation. And it was absolutely fine. So I was getting, I'd get little flashes of being a little bit anxious because I would kind of remember what people told me, what way I should be feeling. And then I'd be like, no, Maura, focus on how you feel. I also went and got a bit of acupuncture. And this, I think, really helped as well. That was recommended to me and some of the research. So went in the day to get the eggs done and I was like, oh my gosh, are they going to get any? Are they going to, there was a lot of people saying, oh, you might have to go and do it a couple times. The doctor has said that to me. If you get two or three, you might want to go again and all this kind of thing. And I just decided I wasn't going to tell anyone what I got. I'm just going to go and do the best and trust in the universe. And I was really happy with, with the amount I got and decided I'm just going to do this once, even though I was, was fine. And I was happy with what I got. I'm not telling anyone what I got because We all compare so much. I was comparing myself, but I'm happy. So if you are thinking about it, I'm just here to tell you, go and get a consultation. Whatever age you are, if you're in your early 40s, if you're in your early 30s, if you're in your 20s, you're never too old. You're never too young. Just go and inquire. I'm not the doctor. But if you're thinking about you want to be a mom, you're loving what you're doing, you you haven't got a partner now or whatever, go and do it. Also, this is not 100% guaranteed that I will be able to use my eggs for my future. There is such a percentage as well. I think that it could be around 4% of eggs that are frozen become a child or an embryo. I think that's 80 to 90% that are taught out have a success rate. So there's still percentages there that this isn't 100%. I think that's really important to know after you make the investment. And also, I think the aftercare, my aftercare, I had a wedding on a couple days later. I was on a dance floor a couple days later. Don't know if that was like the best thing, but I did feel fine. Don't be afraid of the aftercare. Just listen to your body. Don't let other people tell you how you should feel. I know I've said that. That's just so important because that can make such a difference. Something else I want to chat about is my emotional connection to the eggs. <laughs> so I was thinking, oh my God, is this going to trigger me to feel really like, what? I'm going to be get that get that call, get that moment. And I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm ready to be a mom. And I was like, okay, the eggs are out. They're in the freezer. Um, am I going to feel like sad <laughs> that I, I'm not doing anything with them or, or whatever? And am I going to feel like, oh, are they going to look after them? I have to say 100%, I feel no emotional connection 
to any of my eggs. I know they're mine and I just pay an 18 euro fee once a month that comes out of my account for the eggs in the freezer. But I just feel like I would have just lost those eggs one through ovulation and all the other ones that wouldn't have made it and science just helped me do it. So I know if someone is freezing their eggs to create embryos because they're trying for a family, it would be a total different circumstance. So I'm not being insensitive, but right now I didn't feel it. So I got thinking, I was like, I feel in my heart that I'm going to be fine getting pregnant. This is just an insurance policy just in case. Or also if I decide when I'm in my late 40s that I want to have another child or or start my family then, that I have this little backup plan. But I also feel like I have some friends that are in the LGBTQIA community. I think that's everyone. And what if I decided to donate my eggs to someone that really needed it or some family or some couple, some person that needed it? That would just be what a gift. And I don't feel like it would be like a little more running around. I know it would be my DNA, but if I would donate to somebody that I don't know or someone I do know and give it to them, wouldn't that be the most amazing thing I could do? And that's what I really feel like, you know, I will donate my eggs or I will give them away. And I haven't done massive research in that. There's probably some legislation around it and tape around it. But then I said, if, if I wasn't able to give them to someone like that, maybe I donate them to science that helps to bring on fertility treatment. And that's honestly how I feel. And that's what I hope that, yeah, I'll be able to do someday. If, if I don't need to use the eggs, that's what, that's what I'll do. So another big part is if you are thinking of doing this, you do need to have a support system. And I know I said emotionally it didn't affect me too much, but I did still have my husband there at night with me. He was able to give me the injections. I know I could have done them myself. I did a few myself, but he's a type 1 diabetic, so it just made it so much easier. I think he he had a little bit of pleasure in giving me the injections (laughs) every night that he used to deal with injections for most of his life, but now he's in a pump. And I wouldn't be a squeamish person either. So, you know, again, this is all how everyone reacts to these, these things differently. So that was the whole egg freezing journey for me. And I'm so proud of myself that it's done. Okay, let's have a little chat about how I'm feeling, how I feel like what I want to give to you guys. So as I said, I'm here in Greece hosting my retreat still. And it's been such a gift. I'm able to give these yin practices every night. So we start every morning with a really fiery practice. We have a walk, we have a day to ourselves, And then at night, it's a big two hour yin. Right now we're in this autumn season, okay? It's just Halloween tomorrow when you listen to this and it's autumn and it's that time of year when we're shedding leaves and our ancestors would be like gathering all the things that they need to get storage. You've got your nuts and your berries and all the things that warming stuff. Like I know myself when I get back to Ireland, I'm going to be focusing on making warming soups for November and just really nourishing my body. So I keep it really healthy and I really want to keep on focusing on working with the seasons. There's an incredible book called Staying Healthy with the Seasons and we encourage our yoga teachers. We read it on our Hearts of Current teacher training. I got the book from Suzanne and it's so amazing. So there's one thing that really kind of stood out to me in the autumn section of it and it's focusing on your internal climate and your external climate. So your internal climate being your emotions, right? And How can we focus on our emotions, your internal climate? Doing things that are really turn your energy inwards. So journaling, meditating, reading, writing, 
all these kind of solo practices that you just need yourself, you just need something simple to do, focusing time now. The seasons are changing. It's this big transition. We have no choice but the seasons to change. We're getting into the colder, darker evenings, shorter days. So it's time for you to turn with the season, work with the season. I have traveled the world. I've chased summers all the time, but now I've chosen Ireland I'm in this country of darkness, wet, cold, so I have to embrace it instead of whinging about the weather. So I'm just using these weeks on retreat to really prep my body. I'm eating fully vegetarian diet. I'm feeling so much better. I'm not eating anything processed. I'm just feeling lighter as I move and I feel like I'm getting ready. When I get home, I've got this big plan. I get my pantry full of all the goodies, so I reckon you can do that too. Another incredible internal climate practice is yin yoga. So yin yoga is one of the best practices we do for flexibility. It holds postures from two minutes all the way to seven minutes. We target the fascia in the body, which is the the stuff in the body that makes it all really tight. We get into the joints and it's just so nourishing and it feels really warm. You can do it in your pajamas. I teach it online and you can roll into bed after and have the most perfect sleep. I was just chatting to a lady. She was saying she had her Fitbit on and she noticed her heart rate was almost the same or even lower than when she was sleeping in the same night what yin did to her so it's just such a really internal practice then we want to focus on our external climate as well what's this This is another description for your movement your energy so even though we want to curl up in a ball I think that's really important we still need to keep ourselves healthy and strong. So go for your walks, whatever the weather, put your jacket on, getting the yoga mat out, rolling it out, doing your hit class, doing your weights, going to the gym, going for your CSIM, all these external things that will help you stay healthy, strong, and look after the muscles and feed your body. Okay, feed, get all of the protein in, get all of the warm vegetables, fruit, all into your diet. Let's have a really good winter. Let's prep ourselves. We're in autumn. We're we're gathering all the bits and pieces for this long winter and we're going to feel great. That's what I'm feeling. Okay, so if you're listening to this, this Saturday, which is the 4th of November, I have a sunrise yoga session, a free community session. I do them the first Saturday of every month, almost every month. No, I do them every month, but sometimes it's not the first Saturday. And if you're around... Dublin, Dunleary area, come down 7am, dress warm, bring your yoga mat out, get involved and this is going to be a real energising, warming flow, whatever the weather and then afterwards we'll go for a big dip in the Irish Sea and I'll be just coming from the Greek waters so it's going to be a shock to my system but a good shock, good shock. I wanted to just share those little tips with you so I like that internal climate, external climate and maybe you write a little list for yourself of what you're going to do to focus on those two. Okay, that was actually my story time segment, <laughs> the climate, the internal and external. So yogis, okay, time for a little meditation. Please do join me. Roll the shoulders back. Take a hand to the heart, a hand to the belly. Wherever you are now, close your eyes. Relax the body. Relax the breath. A big breath in. A big breath out. 
feeling calm. Feeling at home. Let's warm the body by taking your breath into your belly. Feel your belly expand all the way out. Inhale. And then exhale out the mouth. Inhale, push the belly, inflate the belly all the way out. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. And now relax the breath even more, the shoulders. Checking in with your head. Noticing the sensations in your head as you breathe in. And as you breathe out. Noticing the sensations of your shoulders as they relax. As you breathe in. And as you breathe out. Moving down to your hand and your heart. And for a moment, see, can you feel your heart beat? Checking in as it beats. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Then relaxing down through your belly, through your hips, through your feet. And remember, you are enough. This winter, get ready to turn your energy inwards. Save your energy. Focus and choose you. When you're ready, slowly take your hands together, a heart center. Rub your hands, collect, 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 collect all that beautiful energy. Feel it, feel it, feel it. And then when your hands feel the warmth, place them over your eyes, breathe in. And breathe out. Namaste. Namaste to you all. Love and light. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Episode three. Okay, guys, you know that there's like this mad statistic. Apparently, 80% of podcasts fail because they don't get past the third episode. So we've got the third episode done. Woohoo. See you next week for episode four for your little Monday magic. Love and light. Namaste. Bye.